to the Listen, Learn, and Lead podcast, bringing you conversations with trailblazing teachers, leaders, and learners. Welcome to episode seven of the Listen, Learn, and Lead podcast. I am Andrew Fenstermaker, and I have a special guest today, Jen Giffen, who is from our friends up north in Canada. Jen, thanks for taking some time to chat with me today. No, oh, thanks for having me. I, I uh, always love to hook up with my WDC friends. Absolutely. It's been too long. Mm-hmm. So if you um, would take a couple of minutes and just tell us a little bit about your current role, what all you have on your plates every single day. Sure. Um, so I work for the York Region District School Board, which is a pretty sizable um, school district just north of Toronto. We're about uh, anywhere from our, our sort of bottom end is, is it sort of butts up with our the Toronto District School Board. And then it goes up, oh gosh, I don't even know, probably 40 miles north. And then through a corridor, we have about 120,000 students, um, just under 10,000 teaching staff members. And I am what we call a digital literacy resource teacher. Um, Essentially, it's like an ed tech coach, um, TOSAs, I know they call them in California sometimes. So a teacher on special assignment, you apply for it, you go, the term lasts anywhere from basically three to seven years, depending on how many extensions you want and, and you earn. Um, I'm in my second year in that right now, and I really love it. It's given me a lot of opportunities to grow my my PLN and learn a whole lot of stuff about EdTech and how we can integrate it effectively um, into our classrooms to really enhance the learning experience for students and give them a lot of voice and choice. So my everyday is sort of I wake up and I say, where am I going today? And <laughs> I look at my calendar and then I go. So it's I didn't think I'd like that because I have really deep roots. Before this, I uh, I was a secondary uh, English math and special ed teacher. And I worked at the same school for 14 years. So this is my 17th. This was my 17th September, I think. But I worked there for 14 years. So I have really deep roots and I, I like to have a space and a place for all my stuff. So living out of my car was uh, was new and a bit <laughs> challenging. Um, but I actually, I really like it. I like the the sort of how dynamic it can be that every day is something fresh. And I generally get called in by teachers who are really passionate and want to try something new. So a lot of the negativity that you can get in the the day-to-day toils in school, I don't, I don't necessarily see. So that's really cool. Um, It's the relationship piece I miss, right? You have those sort of buddies at school that you go, and we have, I have a great team. There's eight of us in my position. We have four in elementary and four in secondary, but um, we see each other basically two half days a week sometimes two full days, depending on how it looks. And then I'm sort of around. So um, having those deep relationships is, uh, is a little bit more challenging to foster, but I, uh, I really like it. It's, it's a cool gig. Yeah. Sounds that way. Quite the uh, dynamic uh, daily occurrences in, in regards to every day is different and everything and everything's yeah. kind of, it varies based on uh, those teachers that you interact with. But as you mentioned, those relationships are really kind of critical to kind of moving ahead and, and, what education can look like when we have the opportunity to leverage some tech. Um, you know, exactly. you'd, you'd, you'd mentioned um, that 
WDC 17. And for those listening, they might not necessarily know exactly what that is. And the one thing that I should let everyone know is Jen and I were fortunate enough to be accepted into the Google Certified Innovator Program that took place in D.C. over this summer. So we had the opportunity to spend three days together in D.C. where lots of great memories were made. Um, as well <laughs> Karaoke. As, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, but, if you know, I've had a lot of people that are saying, well, what is this uh, Google for Education Certified Innovator Program? If you were able to summarize it in a couple sentences or if you had people asking you what that program actually means, how do you kind of capture what it actually means for yeah, uh, I think program. it's sort of one of those things like, listen, I went to I went to Peru for my honeymoon and we saw Machu Picchu. And when I got home, people were like, what was it like? And I'm like, I have words, but I I can't find them. Like it's it's so much more. You can never do it justice. Right. Um, so I say that it's it's twofold. The first thing is you you come in with a, um, a an idea for innovation in education and with the backing of Google Brains and such, you essentially grow that through a design thinking process. In our case, we were really fortunate to have fellow Canadian, Les Macbeth, less is more, <laughs> um, uh, guide us through her the model that they use at future design schools here in Toronto. And uh, you essentially, you iterate on an idea and you have it grow. And their big you know, mantra is uh, think big, but start small. You have a coach and you have other really great minds, innovative minds in education, and together you grow with this idea or you pivot the idea. You get there and realize, no, I actually want to do this and you run with it. And then afterwards, you're uh, matched up with a mentor. Mine is Jeff Bradbury from Teacher Cast. He's awesome. A lot of fun. I'm enjoying working with him. And uh, and you continue on this project for a year and then every year you come up with some new innovation. So it really like sparks a lot. So that's the first aspect is that sort of project and, and how you run with it with it and the support you have. But the second, I sort of alluded to layer of it is, is the network and the community and the family essentially that you build. So we have a really active Google Hangout and any of us can throw anything on there literally and then say, does anyone have this resource? Anyone know how to do this? And I would say within 15 minutes, you have an answer because you have really great brains as far as ed tech goes, especially Google. Um, and you know, we're a, a Google EDU district, so that's really helpful for us. And, uh, and you just have the resources at your fingertips that you wouldn't otherwise have. And, and from a, a fairly global perspective, now in our case, it was, I don't think we had anyone that was outside of North America, right? We had right, 32 no. Americans and five, and five Canadians. But the nice thing <laughs> is you not only have your cohort, you have, um, you have access to the, um, the Google Innovator uh, group. So emails come out and I get, whenever anyone posts on there, I, I get, I've set it up so I get notifications immediately. So if you have a question, you go to the web, they say there's like 1300 innovators worldwide. So you have this global community that you can, you can rely on and build. And I, I've actually said, I really honestly think I could get in my car and drive across North America and never have to pay for a hotel room because I think any innovator pretty much would put me up because it's just that kind of community. We're very, maybe, maybe a bit naively trusting. I don't know, <laughs> but we, uh, we certainly we're, we're there for each other. And, and when you meet other innovators, there's this immediate sense of camaraderie, which I, I think is really special. So yeah, family creation and project. That's how I would describe innovator Academy Yeah, and karaoke. <laughs> yes. And karaoke mindset. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. Definitely. Well said. Um, and you know, through this conversation that we had out at, in DC, 
Um, you had mentioned that you had the opportunity to be on the Google Teacher Tribe, um, specifically episode 10. I was just looking at it the other day and it was titled like, how do you make Google Drive beautiful? And that made me think, you know, our district is new to having a, a Google for Education domain, as well as our 9 through 12 all went one-to-one with Chromebooks. And then next year, awesome. we're going to have um, 7th and 8th grade that'll have one-to-one with Chromebooks. So I thought this would be a great time just to pick your brain a little bit on Google Drive. And I know that there's a ton in the ecosystem that Google offers, but specifically, I just thought we could focus on Google Drive. And I wanted to start just by picking your brain I think a lot of people, when they initially make the plunge into Google Drive, they just have a really hard time of how do you organize everything in Google Drive? So if you could give us some of your words of wisdom of what's a good first step to organize content that's in our Google Drives. All right. So I I get asked this all the time. I'm like, my Google Drive's a mess. What do I do? And I say, just imagine it was like paper and folders. What would you do there? Because it's a really personalized choice. So the way that I organize might be different than how someone else does, but I, I like to shed light on some of the hacks that not really hacks, but just different things that, that I do. So, um, I think it's really important to, to name, to have folders, right? You need parent folders. So don't just throw everything willy nilly into a single like docs all over the place. I always have folders, um, for sort of different aspects. I, you know, compartmentalize whatever I have. So I might have one for the team, my DLRT team. Um, we have one, and then I have things for like each of my schools. I have one called schools and then all the schools I, I support eight different secondary schools. So I have one for each of those. So when I need to find things that they did, it's not like, where did it go? Um, so I have that. The other thing is, and I think I mentioned it when I was talking with Matt Miller and Casey Bell on, on episode 10 of the, the Google teacher tribe. Um, I, I really, I like to color code. I'm, I have a mild dyslexia. So when I see all those gray folders, they sort of, they really jump around for me. So this is something I tell teachers all the time as well. It's a demo slam I do at EdTech um, Summits. I, I definitely color code. So in order to do that, you just go to any uh, any folder. This can only be done on folders. People ask me like, how do I do this for each of my, my documents? They stay the same color so that you know, right? They, they're branded, you know, the blue doc and the right. purple form and the, the green sheet and, and the yellow slide. Um, so what I do, what you do is you right click on any folder and when you do that, uh, options come up and one of them sort of in that first chunk says between star and rename, it says change color. And you go over and you get a palette of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about 24 different colors. Wow. And you can choose, okay, this is the color that I want to make it. The other thing I do, and this is the sort of aha moment in my, uh, in my demo slam is if you're on a Mac, if you hit uh, control command and space bar all at the same time. Uh, all of your emojis come up. So all those special characters and, and what you can do is you can add that. So if you go just below change color, there's rename, If you go into rename. And then after uh, you hit re, sorry, I rename, then I do the control command space bar, all of those all of a sudden come up and you're like, Oh, and so I can add a little picture. So let's say if I have art, I could do the little you know, artist palette, or if I have um, one for, math, I can go in and I can put in a character like a, a plus sign or something like that. If I have um, language or English, I might put a little book or my favorite subject, I might put a little heart. Um, and then you can see it. And this is particularly good if you're using Google with primary students who may not have the reading ability. So they just might name things with pictures instead, or like English language learners. This is also really helpful for when they're first starting out. Um, if you don't have a Mac, you can go to a website called uh, Copy 
pastecharacter.com and they have them all there. Literally, you pull up a whole set. Um, they It defaults to their favorite set, but um, there's a drop down menu. You can say all emojis or all characters. And you click the one you want, it automatically copies it to your uh, clipboard. And again, you go back into your Google Drive, right click, hit rename, and go. My one caveat is that you really want to make sure you put that character or that um, symbol at the end of the name because symbols are all part of an alphabet, right? right? Think about wingdings and those. So if you put them at the beginning, it will mess up the alphabetization of your Google Drive. So if you want it to be like, oh, here's like heart science because you love science it might move it out of the s section and then right. it makes it a little bit more difficult to find um the that said one thing i love to do is i my star i use this star feature in google drive all the time um anything that i'm working on a lot i again right click that right click on any folder is genius and you can star an item and then when you go and you look at the left hand side like all your options like my drive team drives if it's uh, enabled shared with me recent Google photos. And then there's start. If you go in there, it's essentially like your favorites and they're all sitting there waiting for you. And then as sort of time progresses, if I'm like, Oh, I'm not working on that project anymore. I can unstar them, but then that's a landing spot. But I will also sometimes put a little asterisk or I have colleagues that put like numbers one, two, three, four at the beginning of a name of a folder so that it's right there when they get in, especially if you have a pretty robust, like me, I have, I'm looking right now, I have 56 gigs used in my google drive like i have a ton of stuff in this but it's because we share like it's very collaborative um so that's definitely one thing that i would do is is make sure that you have like colors and the the names and and that star one is key for me that's essentially where i live the other thing that i'm asked a lot in the shared with is about shared with me and like i, I want to organize my shared with me folder and i always laugh at this because i get it i'm i'm a little bit you know organized and some might say anal retentive myself and i like things very much in a certain way and you go in into shared with me and it's a disaster right but my my comeback for that is always how does your email look like do you have if you're in gmail do you use a lot of labels and archives or do you have folders and, and they're like oh yeah everything's in a folder everything's labeled I said okay how about your sent items like if i'm in there and i'm in my gmail and i'm looking at um sent mail are those organized at all and they're like well, well no because i don't care about like they're, they're just gone i said Think of your shared with me the same way, even though it's stuff coming in instead of going out. And even more so, I my um, my colleague Trevor Crixt, uh, who's the coordinator of the team I work on, uh, was talking with me with people. We were doing an intro to Drive and, and Docs, and he said, think of them like notifications on your phone. They sort of pop up, and if you have to deal with them, you go in right away. So you would click something, and then you look for the little Drive triangle symbol with the plus sign, and then you add it. But... Sometimes you can just ignore it. You're like, oh, I'll go back. So the nice thing is you can you can search your shared with me. So you don't really need to do anything. Just keep it there. I always tell people if something comes in that you need automatically, you know, when you open it up at the top beside the file name, you'll always see either a little file folder or that drive symbol triangle with the plus sign. If you need it, hit the plus sign. And as soon as you do that right away, at the very top, a little yellow bar appears. And one thing that it says is organize. And I think that's really key to get them back into those parent folders. And so they have a nice drive from the beginning. Because if you let your drive get out of control, it can take a long time to redo. I tell, I tell, it's like you tell your students, like, don't just throw this in your bag, put it in your binder. Like, put there's holes there for a reason, go with it. And I, I feel the same way about that. The other really cool thing that I like to share about drive that a lot of people don't know is when you go into the Google Drive, you have, you know, your little magnifying glass says search drive. But if you go way down that Omnibox to the end, you'll see a little triangle and it's sort of pointing downwards. 
And people don't really push that, but those are your search options. So if you click it, it actually opens up a plethora of search devices. You can search uh, by type of file it is. Um, so, you know, is it a doc? Is it a spreadsheet? Is it audio? Is it a video? Is it a, a, a whole folder you're looking for? You can state who the owner is, um, the location. So what, where exactly you think it might be. So you can like drill down into like, I think it's probably in this folder, but there might be, you know, 10 or 15 folders in there. Um, you can look in the trash, you can look at start, you can say the last time you think it was modified. It has this word in it. It was also shared with, um, and then there's one called follow-up. If you, if you task people, this is a really good way. We do a lot of tasking on my team. So this, that's when you comment in any kind of document and you put the plus sign and then the person's name and you assign them a task. That's a whole, that's sort of more ninja level. But, <laughs> yeah. um, we, we do that a lot. And one thing you can actually search is when it, in follow-up is um, action items only. And that's if you've been tasked. So it sort of brings up your Google Doc to-do list or sorry, your Google Drive to-do list. But I digress. What I love about this search feature though, is uh, last spring, I was sitting with the, the principal that we work with, and there were a few of us looking for this one document that our former coordinator, who had been appointed vice principal, she was, wasn't on our team anymore, had made. And none of us could really find it. We're like, oh, what was it called again? It had a strange name. And everyone's like trying to, the names. And I was like, I, and our, our principal made a joke. He said, I'm going to give $100 to the first person who found it. And I literally went in, I clicked that little arrow and I just put that the owner was Susie Mitchell. That was our coordinator's name. And that I know it was modified at our March meeting. So under date modified, I went to that drop down and I said, you know, I went to custom and it was, and I put just March of 2017 and immediately three documents and that was it were yielded from that search <laughs> And I found it and I said, where's my hundred bucks? Yeah. And I'm still waiting Rick Roseman <laughs> Bummer. for my hundred dollars. <laughs> um, but I think that search feature is really, really underused and so helpful. Even just to like picking the type. Okay. I'm looking for something called this, especially if you're working on a big project and they're all named the same. So we're about to run an ed tech camp in our district. And if I'm like, okay, we need to find the slides that we shared at our administrator meetings, but I don't know where they are. I know it's called ed tech, like promo, but we have so much called that. I can type that in, but then go to type and just click uh, like slides. And that will really, really filter down my search and make it a lot more manageable because it, it can be really overwhelming depending on how much you have in your drive. Definitely. So you definitely just captured a very large amount of information, but I think for those listening, um, there is tons of little tidbits in here to help you get more successful at navigating your drive if it's the first time navigating drive. So a couple of things I wanted to try to summarize. So if you're just starting off, if you're just getting into the Google Drive world, it's essential to create some sort of a folder system because as you mentioned, if you let Google Drive get a little bit out of hand, it can take forever to kind of get it back under control. So maybe the first step is really creating those folders and then also make sure that you color code them so that you have some features. Um, but then you also hit on the fact that it's a great, um, you can differentiate with your littles. If you have littles using Google Drive to add those emojis in, and one site that you had mentioned that uh, I had, I guess I hadn't heard of your site. I'd used Emoji Copy, which is another website oh, that lets you I grab. Don't know that one. Um, yeah, it lets you grab emojis kind of in the same manner um, and put those in your folder names. Uh, but then to move on, some of the other things that you highlighted there, like starring an item. I'm, I, how do you add those to your favorites? That's a powerful thing that I have discovered recently that really does help streamline. Like if I have a project that I need to keep at the forefront of my mind, just star that item. But then I think maybe a power user, that search feature that you mentioned, I think that's one that's easily overlooked of how do you 
sift through. And if you have, if you're just getting started in Drive, you're probably not going to have a ton of content to sift through. But if you're at the gen level of 56 gig, it might be a little bit more. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> might be a little more effective to be able to use that advanced search feature and be able to, like you had mentioned, of search a certain time or even like a certain file type if you know it's a slides versus an Excel or not Excel. Ooh, it's stumbled there. Shouldn't say Excel, huh? <laughs> Google Sheets um, file. If you can search by file type, it definitely helps. So um, the only other thing I'm kind of curious about, if if I'm one that is, uh, is there a way in Drive to make it so that rather than looking at a long list, is there maybe a way to make it look more like thumbnails or make it more visually easy to see for a user? Absolutely. I, I toggle between that all the time. So in the drive, you, when you're anywhere, sort of in your Google drive, I, um, at the top, you'll notice it says my drive under the search drive Omnibox. If you go over to the right hand side, there's what looks like sort of like a cutoff little waffle. <laughs> um, it's six little boxes. And then there's the letter I in, uh, in a gray circle. But if you hit those six little boxes, it will say grid view. And then your list now turns into what I call cards and snapshots. So this is really great if you know you're looking for something but want to see what it looks like. So it instead of having just a list with the name of the file, it actually gives you a quick preview of what the file might look like. Um, the other great feature, again, on my Mac, when I'm going through files on there, I can push the space bar to have preview. Little known fact in Google Drive, if you click any folder, be it in that the card view, so in the grid view, or in list view, and you hit the letter P, it actually gives you a preview of that document. And I love this. If I've done something um, where I have a whole bunch of documents in a folder and I just want to quickly scroll through them, I hit that P and then I use my left and right arrow buttons and I can go between documents quickly. So I don't need to open it in a new tab, see it, no, that's not the one and close it again. So the grid view is sometimes really great for that because it shows, but it might only show the first little bit and it's really small writing. Um, but to get the, the sort of a bigger view of it to make that pop out, that P pushing that P button preview is also really a really cool little known fact. Yeah, that's great. I didn't even know that. That's really cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. That'll definitely help. Um, so, you know, Jen, this conversation has been awesome. As people start to um, reflect on this conversation and maybe have more questions not to add more to your plate, but is there somewhere that people could reach out to you if they wanted to just say thanks for this conversation? It was really helpful. Or even just to like, you know, maybe ask one other follow-up question to you. Is there anywhere that they could reach out to you? Yeah, sure. They can come to my house. I uh, live in Richmond <laughs> Hills. Just, if, uh, if, you, if your passport's not up to date and you can't make the trip up to Canada, um, uh, you can always find me on the Twitters. I am at virtual gif. That's gif with two F's because um, my last name is Giffen. And uh, I'm very responsive. I, I love helping people out there. And it's definitely not adding to my plate. I'm always happy. The other uh, the other thing that I, I can share is I have a slide deck with about 75 different slides. And it's called my intro. It's sort of Google tips, tricks and hacks um, that I love to share with people, especially if you're just learning. I have teachers who I give it to and they're like, I literally start my day and I just open and I go to the next slide and I learn <laughs> one new thing about Google a day. And you can find that at bit.ly. L-Y slash GIF, G-I-F-F-G suite. Um, I think that's what it is. Let me check to be sure. Yeah, GIF, G, yep, G-I-F-F-G-S-U-I-T-E. So that's uh, another sort of all my cool little things like pushing the P button and things are in there. And I've, I've organized it according to whatever tool it is you're using. So there's a drive section, there's an overall, there's a Chrome section, there's slides, there's docs, et cetera, classroom. 
there is all of that in there. But Twitter is is definitely a place that I am active on and always willing to uh, help people out if they're looking for ways to make make their productivity a little bit more maximized because that's what I'm all about. Perfect. Well, I greatly appreciate that. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes too. But uh, again, Jen, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to share your thoughts on Google Drive. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for thanks for having me. If you'd like to find the show notes and more information, visit www.listenlearnleadpodcast.com. 